Howdy! Welcome to Girl About The Yard Chats. I'm Verena, or Girl About The Yard. I'm a lover of Marmite, Earl Grey Tea, and French radio shows. This is a podcast where I chat about topics that intrigue me, or simply to guests about how they go about their lives and where their passions lie. I welcome you to the chats I would have over a dinner party if we could all be in the same space. Thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Girl About The Yard Chat. We're on week five, if you've been listening in order. How crazy is that? Thank you so much for your listens. It means the world to me that you also want to hear the fascinating people that I chat to. So a huge, huge thank you to that. If we were anywhere that would sell anything, I'd buy you a drink. But alas, we're both in probably completely different scenarios. I'm sitting in a chair. You are hopefully pottering around your life with this echoing in your ears whilst you make big decisions and take over the world. Let's take a recap of the last four guests that we've had. The first four guests that we've had on this podcast. First up, we have Charlie, who was fascinating in her take on travelling and making eco decisions alongside farming. Then we had Alison, who was bringing sustainable changes to our to what we eat and promoting deer hunting and how that can uh, connect the consumer to the producer of food. And then we had Sophie, who was a farm vet and was discussing gender approaches to vetting and also the significance of having a great team and also some wacky, wacky surgeries that I would love to see if I could ever see them and then we finally up to this week we had Olivia who was uh, discussing how progressing to the top level of dressage takes time uh, and also it's really key to look after yourself and know your own boundaries so thank you so much to those lovely lovely ladies with a whole stack of knowledge and understanding of different things and if you like big conversations with potentially controversial subjects then you should go and find those because all four of them are fascinating in a way that I don't think I've ever had conversations that have really I've thought about afterwards as much as those four Uh, so massive congratulations to them for being so fascinating so moving on to week five which you'll be oh so grateful to hear is just me Woo! Uh, pop those champagne bottles. And I thought I'd bring three topics um, to cover this week. It's going to be a a few things thrown up in the air. You can take them, leave them, whatever. The kind of idea with this particular episode in between the guest episodes is just to throw some of my thoughts in. I mean, why wouldn't I use a platform where you're already listening uh, to express my own questions and ask questions that maybe are controversial or maybe you know a lot about but a different side to them anyway let's just get cracking because everyone knows an introduction is never as good as the actual meaty thing it's a little bit like a sandwich the two bits of bread just aren't as good as the middle anyway here we go my first thought is always difficult first thought um is finding the positives in things now is being a positive person or an optimist actually a thing Or is being a realist a thing? Now, I know people say, I'm not a pessimist, I'm actually a realist. Or I'm not actually just hugely optimistic, I'm a realist. But is a realist actually the the narration we want to have? The narrative we want to go down? 
Because if you're a realist, you notice that things happen for a reason, real. Things happen because they need to happen, real. And things happen because whether or not they're good or bad. So does that make you a realist if you can see both positive and negative but choose to opt onto the positive side? Or does that make you an optimist if you can see the positives in a real situation? You get me? You still following? So I've been pondering this for a while because I don't necessarily deem myself as a particularly positive person or a particularly outstandingly positive person might be a better way of saying it. Yeah, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I like to see the positives and things, you know. I'll be honest with you, I did fall over and smash a Pyrex jug. And anyone that doesn't know what a Pyrex jug is, uh, where have you been? But also, it's a really strong glass jug that can take any heat, any any quantity of thing. Apart from, it would appear, it doesn't take falling on a slab floor, slab floor, a slab path and smashing it. And when I saw that, I was not positive. I also actually quite hit, like damaged my hip. So maybe... It's probably a mixture of reasons why I didn't see a positive in that. But the primary reason was because it ruined my Pyrex jug. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I always see the positives in things, but I would say that I'm quite a realistic person. Okay, that was annoying, but it was also a massive bonus that I didn't break my leg. It was also a massive bonus that I didn't fall onto my face. But I'm not going to flaunt those around and be like, guys, it's okay, I managed to survive a fall. Instead, I'm just going to be realistic about it. Go and buy another Pyrex jug because literally the kitchen is empty without it, and get on about my day. Actually, efficiency, I'm using my Pyrex jug to measure out milk for the lambs that I've got at the moment, and the efficiency is I've now found somewhere with even even quicker and even easier to carry um, a kitchen appliance, which is even easier to carry. So even better. I mean, could we say that that's a positive in that particular scenario? Let's not go down that line. But I think the realist within us would be able to look at the dull winter weather and yeah it's dull yeah the winter months are great when it's freezing cold not particularly great when it's icy and not great uh for want of a much better word or they're not great when you know things are soggy or i look out of the window now and everything just looks really dull and really keen for that spring elevation but does looking at the dull winter weather and knowing that it has to be dull whilst everything sleeps and rests so that it can then become really good for the spring and the summer. Because I, for one, around this time, have to remind myself that the summer and the spring are just so unbelievably beautiful. If you've seen daffodils around at the moment, you'll know that it's worth the wait. You know, it's worth seeing the mud for an extra few days. So I guess the question is, is positivity or negativity a thing? Or is it real optimism or... I mean, I don't. the thing is, I don't know what the other word for real optimism might be. Negative optimism? No, negative realism? I don't know. But my question really is, is there such a thing as seeing the positives or the negatives and things? Or is it actually a way of thinking and a way of seeing? And it's being a realist with a positive outlook rather than literally just seeing positives. Anyone still here after that ramble? <laughs> I literally, these are the thoughts that go through my head that I have to kind of slowly mix into, like dilute with normal people thoughts to try and see where they can find a logical solution to them. Welcome. And my second thought uh, after whether or not realism or positive worlds or whatever is a thing 
Let's talk about horses. So this is a question that I I ponder a lot because a lot of people would say that horses, riding horses is unfair on the horse. It's not, it's not healthy for the horse. They're not manufactured. They're obviously not manufactured, but they're not made to carry such a heavy weight. So are they in effect being manhandled to be ridden? Now, the, the kind of honesty within me says, yeah, maybe, but actually they're used to it now. We've kind of, we've created them in a way that allows them that comfort. For example, the same way as we're going to go a bit rogue, but foxes in a city. Originally, foxes would never go into a city. They would live very much outdoors. But seeing as they have slowly found the food on the ground to eat in a city, they now move into the city and will live in the city. That's human you know, human interaction that's created that move. That's not necessarily saying that it's humane or not humane that they should eat the food on the ground. That's just, that's an evolution, um, an evolution of time that they've moved into the city. So my question, coming back to horses and off foxes, is are riding horses and using elephants in the circus a similar thing? So in essence, they're both parading they're both in an unnatural scenario for the animal and they're both human powered obviously the circus is human powered for entertainment human powered for escapism human powered for making money as a business human powered for uh keeping people you know entertained and on their way and giving people jobs and is riding horses a similar way livery yards um events all those kind of different things that we do uh you know farrier um physio feeding all those things that we do as a form of entertainment that isn't necessarily don't get me wrong i don't know how much of my life i would enjoy if i didn't have a horse to play with at the same time but i'm also saying that i can recognize that it might be more parading and human human powered than natural for the horse uh so i guess my that's my question is that a thing we actually got asked this question as a a um a university exam question it is really hard to answer because the brain immediately thinks okay the circus elephants that's slightly more niche horses we've been using horses for decades hundreds and hundreds of years centuries and coming fresh out of watching Poldark, um, everyone travels by horse. So is it, have they become naturally used to the riding? I don't know when elephants started being used in the circus at all, but I would be, that, that might, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a similar amount of time. Um, I think, so my question is really, are they both on entertainment positions? Are they both on entertainment positions? Are they both human powered? Um, and they're effectively both parading, except one of them in the UK is very, is a lot more popular or a lot more um, family friendly, fl- f- wow, friendly or a lot more uh, universally acceptable than the other. Tell me your thoughts, like hit me up on Instagram or send me a DM or tag me in a discussion if you talk about it on your stories. Let me know what you think. I love, 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 love a controversial topic. And so would love to hear what you have to say. 
Are riding horses and using elephants in the circus a similar thing? And my third point for today is the difficulty of slowing down. Now, I'll be honest with you, it's not slowing down in a car. That's relatively easy. You move your foot from the accelerator to the brake. Or, slightly harder, is slowing down whilst you're riding a horse if the horse doesn't want to listen to you. And even easier is slowing down when you're walking up a hill. You just simply come to a natural halt or stop as you're slowly crumbling as you try and walk up this hill. Ugh, hill walking is not my thing. So... What I really mean in this is life. Slowing down in life is really difficult. It's very sexy. It's very, ooh, uh, zen. It's very, I mean, I don't know any of the keywords because I strive to slow down. But in essence, I enjoy being busy. I enjoy being around and about. Anyway, the difficulty of slowing down. So naturally, As we slow down for holidays, you know, back in the day when we were at school or you slow down after work, you take a two week holiday. By Tuesday of your holiday, you are exhausted. You've got a cold. You feel groggy. So why would you slow down? It's obviously easier to stay busy and stay crazy and, you know, do the washing as and when you can fit it in or of course say yes to that invitation. But actually... In today's world of social media or today's world of constantly benchmarking yourself against other people or against other worlds through the power of social media. You know, I see people on social media that I would never, ever encounter in real life uh, or in in my normal day to day would be fair. Like people in America, people in New Zealand, I just would never see them. Um, Not from not wanting to. I just would never see them. So I can see my life versus their life. And I can see my life alongside their life, but it's much easier when you are procrastinating or you're, you know, leaning against a wall because you can't catch your horse or you've once again forgotten the shopping list and you're just pottering around, waiting in the queue, hoping that you've not forgotten something. And you start looking at other people's Instagrams or other people's Facebook or, you know, email newsletters that come through with their win of the week. All these wonderful, wonderful things that are naturally very championing. But when you're in a scenario that you're not happy with, maybe you're burnt out, maybe you're tired, maybe you're, you know, trying to remember what's on the shopping list and you by mistake clicked on it. Or maybe you're just back from washing up and you sit down and you just feel exhausted and you go on Instagram, somebody else is having a meal cooked for them or they're having, they're showing off their new dishwasher or whatever. And you just think, oh, I need to be busy. I need to be busy. I need to be busy in order to prove that I am worth people's time, you know, in a, in a nutshell, really. So does the need for being busy or productive in a world where we're constantly analysing each other Does it become sexy or does it become a flaw? So I spent the majority of 2020 learning to slow down. I don't spend much time with my thoughts. I don't spend much time with anything really that isn't loud noise. Uh, You know, I listen to the radio. I turn the radio on as soon as I get up in the morning and then I turn it off just before I go to bed. And I'm not listening to the radio, but it's noise. It's there. And I like the noise. I like to hear what other people are doing. I like to chat to people and and experience their busy and vicariously live through them in some ways. 
um when when we first left uni i moved back up north and hearing everyone's stories from london you know going out for drinks and all this kind of thing all this life that meant that they were really busy and i by nature had a much slower life but was that meaning i was less productive was that meaning i was less busy no it was just a completely different busy but what busy are we trying to be i wonder as we go into uh, a more open life soon whether or not our busies will be completely different whether our busies will in fact be slower but will they be slower if everyone's slowing down or will they be busy because everyone's also as busy but everyone's slower than they were in 2019 for example so whilst we're there in a very, very, uh, you know, deep aspect of whether or not we're slowing down, I guess the thing for me is the fear of slowing down is the fear of getting ill. Um, and it's the fear of having to lean into my own thoughts because I'm not busy running around doing different things. And I guess there's an element of it that's the fear of slowing down in today's world is the fear of not being successful. But what is success to go into a deeper level? You know, is success having your own horse? Is success having a dishwasher? Is success being able to drive your car without worrying about getting a puncture? Is your success having a conversation with somebody where you don't cry? Is your success having a conversation with somebody where they don't leave by slamming the phone down? Oh, throwback to slamming the phone down. Putting the phone down in a huff where it goes beep, beep, beep. Or is your success successfully getting out of bed in the morning and knowing that you're going to have a good day? Who knows? But in today's world, being busy is and productive is a recipe for looking successful outside. So outside of yourself, you look successful. So it's really... Um, it's a really interesting one. I love, love thinking about it. I love different people's uh, determination of success. You know, oh, I'm not succeeding in X, Y, and Z. What does that mean? What does that mean in the bigger picture? Is it getting your milk order delivered to your door? Is it learning um, how you're going to get from A to B using the least amount of public transport? Is it learning how to bake a new bread? Oh, that reminds me, I need to add some food to my sourdough. Thank you. Or does it does it simply mean allowing yourself to not feel the pressure? Those are my three points. So we've gone for finding the positives in things, are riding horses and using elephants in a circus a similar thing, and the difficulty of slowing down. I would love, 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 love. I've already said it, but I'll say it again. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on... The whole approach of slowing down, the whole approach of being positive, the whole approach of parading horses and elephants. Like, is it similar? Am I just batting up some random tree? Um, and I'd love to hear how you found the other four guests. I've had some feedback already, but when you work on your own, feedback is excellent knowledge. There's no boss telling me that I'm doing okay. There's no appraisal to tell me that I'm navigating well the world in a really odd direction. And there's no one really there to give me a pat on the back at the end of the day so that's your job so let me know as and when you listen to this what's going on in your life if there are any of those three things that have really resonated with you that you're really frustrated with or you really relate to i'd love 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 to hear from you and uh see you in four weeks time you're great bye
Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more, please do write a review. It's super handy for feedback. Also, dive on in and listen to the other podcasts in this series. The guests are excellent. I bet you'll love it. Tag me on Instagram, Girl About the Yard, and let me know where you are in the world. I love seeing where you listen from. All the show notes for more information can be found on girlaboutyard.com forward slash podcast.